welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, and I am here with my co-host, Tim Taylor, who forgot his podcast gear this week. So if he sounds a little off, that's why. Well, wait, wait hold on. I, I'm house shitting away from here. We can we can identify it, which which is, I, I'm sounding like I'm being defensive, but it's much more foolish than that. I, I drove to use my mic and mixer back in my uh, my house or whatever here in Echo Park from Van Nuys, where I am house sitting, which is far away. And I left my MacBook, so I have nothing to record onto. So here I am via Zoom, via cell phone, and uh, my my bad, everyone. It's all right. You sound nice. You sound you sound good. Uh, all right. Thank you. <clears throat> Trying. Putting on a, putting on more effort, uh, just vocal in my vocal sound. You know? <laughs> nice. So I think I think I always say this, but I feel like this might this might be a shorter episode. We we have uh, some things to blast. I feel like we always jinx that into forty minutes. But yeah, we'll it, see. yeah. We got some stuff to talk about. Um, we got injuries. We got basketball. We got hockey. We got the goat coming back to Massachusetts. We do got to touch on that. <clears throat> and uh, and yeah, I think I think that. Those are some pretty good topics to start with. So let's talk about let's talk about the Celtics because we don't talk a lot about them, and we haven't had a lot to talk about. Now the preseason has started. Um, I will say I will start off by saying, I mean, you might as well give them the championship now because we have a new head coach that we have never he, he's never lost. He's undefeated. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I don't know what what else you guys want, but that pretty much is it. Yeah, so that so that's I, I, good. I disagree. Ime is uh, awesome. Is what I'm learning so far. Uh, specifically, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, did you catch what he said to his players this week? Are you referring to the comments of him basically saying, "Let me be the one that yells at the referees"? Absolutely. Yeah, he's like play play through the game, like let them make bad calls or whatever he exactly he said. I'm, I'm, I believe he actually said bitch at the officials or something. Yeah, like he said let me do that. But I don't like that. It that won't be our game anymore. Which is awesome. Uh, it is awesome. It's great to stay. I love it. I'll buy it when I see it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd love to see it in in plays. I'd love to see him bench people for bitching at the ref for a second you know we have a deep team we have people who can play in the lower portions and we've seen i mean i'm I'm going off of one game but we've seen a bit of a jump with uh you know some of the younger guys that we wanted to see a jump with um you know namely neesmith had a game langford obviously hit the game winner uh grant williams honestly you know i i am pretty openly not a fan of grant williams I'm eating my words a little bit. He's slimmer, and he's coming around, and I, I kind of like the way he looks out there. And uh, there's people calling him Mini Horford, I guess, kind of things. Whatever. I, I'm not going to go that far, but I like that he's under Horford's wing. Uh, another thing that came out is, like, the coaching hires that uh, Ime did were specifically geared for different pieces of the starting lineup. Did you catch that part? I did not. So he like so Damian Damian Stoudemire is for Marcus Smart. He really wanted to pair them together. Uh, Jalen Brown had already had someone. You may uh, hires. 
just the bottom line is the entire like coaching staff that he released uh you know he had one reason for one of the guys or like numerous of like the top seven guys or one one for each of the top seven guys on the team just in just like incredibly thought thoughtful he's going to announce two captains i'm very excited about it's just i i'm so excited for this team and I, I don't know where we're going to land. I don't know that I think we're going to be any better, but I, I love this team. It was so fun to watch. And it, we, I wouldn't say handled the magic at all. Uh, and I would say the magic are scrappy, like weirdly kind of good too. Um, but you know, they're, they're not going to do anything with that, but they could be annoying in any, any given game. They're always going to give their best effort, uh, especially with Gary Harris looking to prove something down there as well as some of the younger guys developing uh shout out to cole anthony former tar heel um but dude i i love this team i don't know if you caught any highlights i know there was a bruins game at the same time so i feel like we were we were each on our own duty that night but um i don't know i i just yeah i'm a big fan so far of the coach and just everything through and through i'm high on this or maybe i'm just desperate for basketball (laughs) no i i did watch uh a bunch of highlights obviously i saw the game winner which was awesome people were were pretty hyped to be honest like for for it being the first preseason game i know it was a uh you know a game winner shot but like the garden seemed pretty happy about the game in general or maybe they're the same in the same boat as you as far as um you know they're they want they want basketball back or they're just itching for anything and people are finally back in the stands but you know look pretty good and yeah, they kept saying the atmosphere. The, you know, you know, Scal and Gorman kept saying it feel, felt like a playoff game almost, or like a regular like a game that mattered. Right. That's what, that's uh, what I they, noticed when I watched yeah. the the highlights. Yeah, and and that's that seems to be the case across the league, which is really cool. Guys are ready to play, and um, but dude, I I I love Dennis Schroeder on this team. He looks dude, good. Dude, I, I didn't know if I'd say I didn't know I'd say those words. I really, he is the he is marquee. Uh, example of guy you hate on any other team and you love on your own. Uh, I love him, and I've hated this. I've trashed this guy on this podcast. I imagine I've hated him since the Hawks series back in seventeen when he was Horford's, you know, teammate. And I love Horford, but well, um, and that's good that they they already yeah. have some chemistry built up. Man, he's. I mean, he can be really, really, really good. Um, but Josh Richardson, I think, will pan out and especially if we need like where we need him which is battling for like the sixth man i guess because he's not he might not start i don't know and i said that the starting lineup that was used is not indicative of what the starting lineup is he has an idea of what it is uh al horford has been quoted saying he expects to start and that that's where he thinks he can benefit the team the the best he did come off the bench in the first game um i worry a little bit about that notion I, I i think anyone could kind of fit anywhere and i would rather hear that from al but you know nonetheless it, it actually is really good to see him in green it was really cool and uh everyone's talking about how he looks like he's three years younger and he's unlike anything he's done he or he's looked like in the last three years and he's talked about how he's really put a lot of work into that so could get a flashback orford which would be you know an insane gift out of this whole affair. Yeah, I think I think I read somewhere that he literally said that that he feels the best that he's ever felt. At, yeah, you know, yep. right now, which I mean, that's only a good thing to hear from any player. You know, if they feel like they're 
Right. They, they know they, their when, body. When they're what, 33? Exactly. It, you know? Yeah. So I think that uh, there's a lot of things here that if 35. They, He's 35. So, yeah. Wow. So if all of these things go well, I, I mean, this team could really do some damage. And and to be honest, I've seen a lot of of analysts and people saying that, you know, don't sleep on Boston or Boston is going to be one of these teams that yeah. you don't expect to be Zach Lowe where they where they end up right now. Right. Who I I think is one of the best Boston minds. And he's quoted with like, just look at what they can run out on defense. And it's insane. Like the defensive lineup that we can run out with, you know, Tatum, Smart, Jalen Brown, and Bob Bill on the floor. No matter who your fourth is, like that, that is a really hard team for anyone to score against, in my opinion. And so, uh, defense, if you can stop these other teams from going off and scoring and you can get it to close in the end and you have those guys on D in the, in the clutch, like, I don't know. I, I like the odds and, and them having a shot at, you know, I don't think, I don't, again, I don't, I don't, th- I don't necessarily think this is a contending team. Nothing has changed my mind, but I, I, I think I'm, I think I'm willing to say, I, I don't know that I know the ceiling anymore and that's exciting. And maybe that's me getting myself hyped up in a weird way. But I, I just really don't think that we can see the ceiling on the Celtics team, and it's kind of impossible to say. And that's based on like the the massive changes, which is that this is the deepest team that we've seen in a long time, and it does feel like Tatum and Brown. This is the year that everyone has expected Tatum and Brown to take a massive jump, and they're already, you know, they're already each All Stars now at this point. Uh, Tatum multiple time, I believe, and so. I, I just, it, it's just like what I I'm I, I'm taking the ceiling off. I don't know what the ceiling is anymore. No, and that's that's what I was saying. What I mentioned is like, if things really click for all of these guys, I mean, they could really, they could be a contending team, or they could be, you know, a team that wins it. I think. I, I mean, I know that's a tall task, but again, there's a lot of talented guys on this team that if they're playing to their potential, which I know you could say about any team, any year. You know they're all they're all professional basketball players. If they're all playing their best game, anybody can put up some 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 damage against another team. But I just think there's so much potential on this team that it could be very good if everybody starts clicking with each other. If they get a handful of wins in a row and start feeling it, um, it it's going to be a fun team to watch this year for sure. Not to mention like how the last couple of seasons, uh, well, specifically last year. The, the Vegas odds team wasn't in it because of injury, um, you know, and bucks were up there and everything like that. But just this, the story of who got to be, you know, the Suns. I don't think were many people's picks, but they were up there as well. I don't know. It just seems that like uh, doors open through injury and through this year goes. And even with that, like we, even with our ceiling, obviously we can obviously get injured as well, but sure. Who knows? Who knows is what is so much to say. Well, no matter what, it's exciting. That's that's all we can look forward to right now and see how it see how it plays out really. Yeah. So I've been enjoying the parquet. Uh the four preseason games are pretty spread out. I don't think we're back until Friday, uh, which I believe or, is today. No, I think it's Saturday. Is it Maybe. really? I believe it's Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's super long. Um that was like five days off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's really spread out. I mean, the season still doesn't start for 
13 days, I think. Right, the 20th, I think, maybe. Or maybe it's the 15th. Wow, it is Saturday. Yeah. That's wild. Super, super long time. S- same you know, like Wednesday or something. What else is weird is like that, that the Bruins played their final preseason game and then they have 10 days before the first game of the season. Which is usually yeah, not the case. How many other teams doing that? I like, what's the what's the shortest gap in those? I could have sworn I read today that there were only five days left until the NHL season starts. So I can't imagine every team is is getting ten days before their first game. Uh, so we're screwed in this the scheduling part of it. the The end of our games is fairly normal in the preseason. Yeah. Okay. Which, I mean, I guess, I don't know if I would say that we're screwed because I, I guess now's the, now's the best time to switch over already. But um, Charlie Coyle played very, very well in the last preseason game, which everybody was a little nervous about because he hasn't played any preseason yet so far. He's coming off that injury that he got surgery on, which I believe was a knee injury. Um, but that, I think now gives him a little bit more time in between the last preseason game and the first regular season game to make sure that he's feeling 100% and make sure that he can practice a, a bunch of times before, make sure that nothing feels off, feels weird, but damn, he looks he looks ready to play that second line center yeah. role. That's that's what we've wanted, you know, that's what we hope for and to have that in preseason is pretty sick it's what we wanted and it's what we needed too because we we have stanika there to be you know a really solid player but i don't think any of us think that he's 100 percent ready to be the second line center i think that he's a third line for sure right now with a ton of potential to grow um i think more nhl experience although he's played a handful you know a decent amount of games I think a handful more would be very helpful for his development. But um, I think if the best-case scenario was that Charlie Coyle could step into that position and play well. And I know it was one game uh, and it was preseason, but you know I, I feel like he's going to do a good job there and he seems like he's going to fit with those other two guys really well. And I'm looking forward to it because I'm a huge fan of, of Coyle. I know you are as well. So seeing him succeed would be awesome. Um, so I'm looking forward to to hopefully him continuing that. Yeah, I mean, you know me and the locals. So he's right. He, Charlie's from where is he? Charlie's he's from, from Weymouth. So Weymouth. yes. Well, I lived in Weymouth for a summer with a guy by the name of Matt Panardi. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Matty P. Yeah. Um, by the way, real quick, just because I had to look it up because it bothered me. Bruins have 10 days off. There are two days between uh, the end of preseason and the start of the NHL season. Two days off, the 10th and 11th. And then the Bruins, don't, that's a Tuesday that it starts. It's the Penguins Lightning. And then the Battle of the Expansions with the Kraken and the Golden Knights. And then the Bruins don't play until that Saturday. That's crazy. I can't imagine anyone else is really like that. It's weird like that. Yeah. And and uh two days. Two whole days. That's it. I'm I'm sure like the teams are spread, but still. So here here's a couple interesting things. Um I'm glad that you said that they don't play until a Saturday because that is when the home opener is. 
And if anybody's listening and planning to go to the game, be prepared to get there early because it's going to be a disaster getting in with them checking um, the COVID vaccines or the COVID uh, negative test because they have to check your test or check your thing, check your ID, and then let you in and then check your ticket. So it's it's going to be a mess with being a Saturday game. Uh, I've only noticed that from the couple preseason games that I went to, and not to mention those weren't that full. They weren't 100% full. Last game was pretty close to, to full capacity, um, but the game before wasn't. And it's just it's going to be a slow go, so I recommend if anybody's listening that's going to the game, get there early. Uh, but so, Did you have any trouble or you just hear about this trouble? Because you're usually there early. No, I didn't have any trouble. I just, getting through was slow for me, even though there weren't that many people there. So I can only imagine what a Saturday night, uh, opening night game is going to be like when it's 100% full capacity and everyone's trying to get in and they're checking all the things and it's slowing down the lines. Like, it's going to take a bit to get everybody in there. So um, I, I just, I plan to get there early and, and usually, especially on a Saturday, um, or a weekend game, go in early, get some food, hang out a bit, and then go into the game and not not have to stress out and try to get in right right before puck drop. So, well, well, while we're here, and I know we're gonna have another episode before then, thanks to it being so goddamn long away. Uh, let's let's hear it, Andrew. Where are you going pregame? Where's your food spot for opening day? You have one planned yet? So, um, I like. It depends. It really depends on who I'm going with and all of that, too. My dad and I, we, we go to basically all the games. We love to hang out and go to the Causeway because we seem to get in there fairly easily and the food's decent and all of that. So the Causeway is always a good time. I'm not a huge – I know people are not going to be happy with this. I'm not a huge fan of the harp, okay? I enjoy the harp as a place and as an environment, but I'm not a huge fan of the food. It's fine. No no disrespect here. But there are other places that I that I uh enjoy a little bit more. I get that. I th- I don't think anyone's I mean I think the harp the harp regulars are going to come for you but that, I think that's it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll probably end up at the at the causeway or or checking out the new hub hall that just opened which has like a bunch of different stuff. Um Where's that? That's at that's literally at the garden. It's like right next that's to the pro shop. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, I was surprised they didn't have a bigger. It's like a food court. Oh, wow. And it has a bunch of good stuff. Mike's pastries in there. Um, If you remember Monica's where we went and got the, got the nice Tuca special. They have a, they have a, um, a restaurant or a walk up thing there too. A bunch of good stuff. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what I thought you were you were maybe going to do for opening day, but I might. That's right. We also went to the Causeway. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to say that I thought was interesting is if you think that we're kind of getting screwed, um, with our season or our schedule like starting when it does, I'm pretty sure, and I'm going to look this up right now, the Islanders, uh. They are like starting the season on the road for a, like a while. 
because really? they have a new they have a brand new stadium that's not going to be ready for uh opening night. Yeah, all of October they're they're on the road. What? They don't play Oh my god, they don't play a home game Why until a- until the 20th of November. Why is this not a thing that I've heard about? Their, that is insane. Their stadium is going to be brand new. It's going to be sick. I will, of course, be there this year um, when the Bruins play. But they do not have a home game until Saturday, November 20th. <laughs> Over a month. They have 13 games on the road before they go home. <laughs> So what's the next what's the next longest road streak would be an interesting thing to know. That yeah, because when they get home that first game, they have four games in a row at home and then they go back on the road again. But that's gotta be kind of unfortunate for fans because like they they get hockey back, yeah, on TV or you have to travel, of course, for a game, but they don't get to go to a game until the middle of November if they don't feel like traveling. Uh, they can take a they can take a damn train into Madison Square Garden. They'll they'll live. They'll live, of course, but if it's Seattle or you know even Boston, I'd feel a little bit more bad. But they're a, they're a train ride away from the next option to see their even their team play. I'd imagine. Um, you would be wrong. The really? Clo- the closest game they have is November 11th against the New Jersey Devils. The day before? Uh, the week before. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they deserve it, okay? They deserve to have this pain. I don't feel bad for them. I'm just cool. pointing this out. Yeah. You must be ecstatic for them. <laughs> yeah. Chara's not going to see his children for so long. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. That's upsetting. He kind of went there because it was closer to home, and now he's going to have to go away for a couple months. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's that got to mean that he's home for longer in the long run. I don't know. They must have some crazy home stands after that or just all, all around shortened road trips. Yeah, probably. But I'm excited, man. I mean, the season's going to be here before we know it. Obviously, we've had preseason. We've had some hockey, and, and the actual hockey season starts – sooner than us so i'm looking forward to just watching some of that seeing seattle play a few games and hope that they're bad um they're they seem very bad yeah they seem terrible but that's okay i feel like they blew the uh expansion draft i don't know if i've said that on this i don't know if we've talked about that we did a little bit but i think that it was a little bit fixed after the vegas one where they just went to the finals you know, it wasn't oh, as easy it, for Seattle. Really? I just feel like of who was available, it's just kind of like their selections were just stupid. I don't know. Well, that too. I, I agree. I To be honest with you, I think that they had a lot of back pocket deals that they thought were going to work out that didn't work. You know, where they were teams were like, hey, if you take this guy, yeah, we'll and give then, you this. And then, like, and then like, welcome to the league and, and like send the middle finger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I'm excited to watch them play either way. I mean, I would love to play them and destroy them. So, that's what I'm yeah. looking forward to. Yeah. I, I, they 
they look like relegation bad. I don't know. Am I too soon with this? I don't know. They just they, they look like they're getting smoked. We'll see. They'll probably end up going to the finals. Yeah, you know, I was wondering, like, just throw ten bucks on it. What does that win? I mean, why? Why not? It probably wins you a million dollars. Should ten bucks? Let's do it. Just uh, to make. The- <laughs> I mean, nobody thought Vegas was going to make it. That's the no, thing. You should bet that they. they you should bet that they make it, not that they win it. Yeah. Because if people bet that Vegas was going to make the finals, they still would have made insane amounts of money. Someone had to have done that. I'm sure they did. So I'm sure a ton of people bet that they would win it all just because why not? It's it, what are the the chances are, you know, the the money that you have to pay in is low and the chances are high, you know, that or the payout would be high. Payout would be high. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see the Kraken play, but I just I don't know. You're glad they're going to suck. I kind of wish they were. I kind of like the idea of expansion draft teams coming in and being annoying. Do you think that you will? I know you'll probably travel to see when the Bruins come out there to play, but do you think you'll go and see Seattle just to be just to say you saw them in their first season? Not not travel yeah, yeah. to Seattle, but like when they play LA. Um, I'm I'm considering the the Seattle trip still. Um. Because I kind of want to go to that arena, and I've never been to Seattle. Um, and I got a friend down here who's a big Seattle fan, so we're kind of talking about making a trip out of it. But um, I definitely will see them play the Kings. Yeah, I'm down. Now like is Kings games. I don't know. Okay, it's a it's a decent atmosphere. It's not very packed. Uh, the games I've gone to, yeah, it's not bad, but the people who are there are loud and they really like the Kings. It's one of the better LA fan bases in terms of regular season showouts that I've seen. Well, I mean, aside from the Dodgers, they've won the most championships as of late, right? Oh yeah, yeah, by by far, yeah. The Dodgers won. Yeah, you know the Lakers. Uh, Dodgers. Right. I should say, yeah, the Lakers probably. Yeah. Um, but them, and then I think I've said this before, LAFC is just such a fun atmosphere. It just feels like we're mimicking like international soccer, but it doesn't feel like mimicking. It feels pretty genuine, and it's loud, and it's really fun. Yeah, I'm hoping that someday that like a trip lines up where I'm out there and, and the season's going and, and we can go to a game. Because you've, you've yeah. always talked highly of it, and I'm, I'm definitely – interested in going and checking it out yeah man um we'll we'll definitely hit that next time you're here the, the season's pretty long yeah well i i we got goat we got goat talk yeah you want to wrap this episode up with a little bit of goat talk i gotta hear i gotta hear it all i haven't talked to you about this deliberately so let's go so as you guys know, I think I said on the last episode and probably the episode before, uh, no, the episode before was with Billy, but uh, I went to the the Goat Bowl, as Julian Edelman was calling it, uh, which I don't like the Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick thing because it's not an argument in this situation. Um, they don't have the equivalent teams and all of that, and we've already gone over that. Uh, so... It was a great it was a great time. I, I would say the only downside to the entire thing was that 
for about half the game, it downpoured. Um, yeah. And and it was fine because I knew that it was going to rain, and I dressed for that, and I prepared and all that, so it was fine. But, I mean, that obviously takes away the the really big potential plays in games where obviously they're not going to be throwing like crazy passes and all that because of the weather conditions. So it took that away a little bit, but it was fine because I I was there. I was there to see the Patriots win, but also to see Tom Brady, probably unfortunately for me, the last time I'll ever get to see him play live in person. Uh, and every time I say that, it kind of bumps me out even more, and it makes me want to book a trip to Tampa this year or next year to go see him play again. Um, because it's like if you know that if you know that Wayne Gretzky only has a couple years left, you want to go and see him when he comes to your town. Like even if you're a fan of the Minnesota Wild or some somebody like that is such a random team, you're go you want to go to the game because you want to see him play. So that was kind of what it was like, and it was. I know it's a little bit different because we grew up with Tom Brady and and he he really is the goat. I mean, he, nobody's ever going to top what he's done, at least not in my lifetime. Uh, and and he's still doing it and he's still going. And the fact that he broke the all time passing record in New England, I don't, I'm not even going to say that it stings because he did 90 percent of it here, more than that, more than 90 percent. Right. He only played one more season. There. So yeah. It was fitting to have it happen here, and it was special. And unfortunately, they didn't make it very special, which if I remember correctly, when Drew Brees broke the record originally, it was a whole ordeal. Like, they stopped the game. It was a, it was a big celebration type of thing. And to be fair, that was that was in New Orleans, I think. So it's a little bit different because it wasn't like it happened in Tampa. But I think I remember they even took the ball away with white gloves to go straight to Canton. I mean, they, they put up right. a thing on the screen that was like, with that pass, Tom Brady broke the record. Yay. And that was it. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I expected. But, I mean, it's not that he broke a record. He broke the record. Like, that is... Drew Brees was there. Drew Brees was there. Everybody was there, man. Randy Moss, all the Patriots guys, like tons of people. They were said there. they were going to stop the game, and then I, I, I just like forgot they said that. And it just didn't even feel like it happened. They didn't. They really didn't. But I think somebody had mentioned it to me too that on the broadcast, they were like, "With that pass, I think he tied it. No, he passed it by one. No, he's one behind." So they were like confused for a minute. So maybe yeah. that that was one of the reasons that he didn't. They didn't stop it. I don't know. Either way, um, it was special to see, and it. W- I'm glad that I was there and got to witness it and all of that. Um, and I'm glad that at the end of the game, you know, unfortunately the Patriots lost. Mac Jones played a hell of a game. Again, we're not a football podcast, but I, I mean, I like that Tom Brady really embraced Bill Bell. Well, short, sh- really short lived, but you know, they they hugged it out. He hugged all the guys on the team, all you know, McDaniel's and all those guys. You know he loves it here. You know he misses these guys. Um, it was a very emotional night for him. You could tell. He played. He played pretty bad as far as Tom Brady goes, and he just wasn't. It just seemed like he was very emotional. And I don't know, man. It was just. It was a special night for sure. I, I don't care that it was raining. Could have been snowing. Could have been raining twice as hard. 
it still would have been special to be there. And um, I will say this, though. He got a ton of cheers when he came out for warm-ups. And then for the entire rest of the game, he got booed. Yeah, that it, was noticeable. Except and then for when he broke the record. No, and then he got cheered at the end. And then he got cheered at the end, which is I fair. But I, I think... I I thought that was perfect. I was so, I was proud of that. I thought that was so, I don't know, proud maybe too much, but uh, I loved that. He got booed during the game. Well, because when you're playing, and, it's, and you're the enemy. To want the stop. You know, the, the, the lack of a stop went with the vibe that was thrown at him as soon as the clock started. Right. It was, it was, it was kind of awesome. And it's kind of how I feel too. It's just like, I don't know. Uh, respect to you like I, I like that you're still winning I like that you're the greatest you know I like that you said this is your homecoming like and we're gonna love but, you when you come back yeah and when you're out there fuck you you're in the other color right now <laughs> well so that that's what's interesting too is I don't think that they showed this on the broadcast and I think it's come out since but I think one of the main reasons that he or I know one of the main reasons he was being booed because the guy behind me would not stop talking about it the entire game, was right after warm-ups, all of the Bucks players gathered at, at center field, or the center, and were like literally standing on the Patriots logo and making it a point to be standing on it and having a meeting about it. And that made everybody so mad, as it should. Because there's only a few things in sports like, that you can really do to disrespect an entire franchise, and that's one of them. You're right. Yeah. So everybody assumed that at the center of that is Tom Brady. But Brady was already in the locker room, but all of these drunk people I can talk about that were around me didn't realize this and also didn't care because they were booing him the entire time, calling him a traitor, this and this and this. It's like he wasn't even in that meeting. So you can hate the Bucks all you want. I don't care about that team. Hate them, whatever. Who cares? I don't like Tampa anyway. But like he, it wasn't because of Brady. So it was just kind of like a mis misinformed fans all around me being like, "This is this is all Brady," and like he's a traitor now, and blah blah blah. We only we only like people who are on the Patriots. It's like okay, sure. But I don't know. I thought that was interesting, and in that something that everybody I've talked to said they didn't see on the broadcast and only heard about it afterwards. I mean, I didn't say, I, yeah, I, I, that this is the first I'm hearing of it, but, uh, I just, I hate that take. It's it's, and it's, there's a lot of, and there's a lot of Boston fans like that. There really are. Yeah. For every team. I, I am a hundred percent on the side of what the K one six fucking rings. Yeah. For you. And he went to nine Super Bowls. Fuck off. You know how many people don't even see a Super Bowl appearance in their lifetime? A lot. <laughs> so, I mean, I get, I get, I am fully on the side of when we're playing against you, you are the enemy and we don't want, like, we want to beat you. And to be honest with you, I thought we were going to win that game. When it was that close, when we were winning at halftime, I was like, there's a chance that we're going to win this game. And we should have, but it was a hell of a game. Mac Jones played awesome. Um, the future is bright. And, you know, Tom Brady is the GOAT, and 
he got that win and now he's beat every single team in the NFL and it's not surprising. <laughs> no. It's so, not. but the fact that we hung in there like that was shocking to me. I thought we were going to get smoked. Me too. I, I we all did. 42 to 17. Yeah. Um, and they brought up how eerily reminiscent the weather was to his last game in New England. And uh, I thought that was kind of chilling and, and it did feel like the exact same, yeah. at least through the broadcast. All I know is, and all I can say to, you were there. To, to wrap it up is I, I look forward to when he comes back for good as far as, you know, retiring. I really hope that he ends up retiring as a Patriot, and I don't see how there's any way he doesn't. But I look forward to that and that retirement game when they actually, you know, give him his jacket and do all that stuff. And uh, I would imagine, I don't know if they really retire numbers that much in the NFL or however that works, but you know that that's going to be one that they actually retire. So you'll never see somebody wear number 12 again for the Patriots and as, as it should be. So shout out to Tom Brady, because obviously he's listening to this podcast. Um, We appreciate you and uh, your support and, uh, and go Mac Jones. Go Mac Jones. Go Cam Newton. <laughs> also, go stretched. Go stretched. <laughs>